You're listening to She Said What with your host, Alyssa Harper. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to She Said What. If you've not been here before, then I just want to welcome you and let you know that this is a space for you to come and grow, whether we're talking about self-growth, relationships, or sex and sexuality, or like today, kind of all of the above, then I just want you to know that this is an open, inclusive space for you to come and learn and reflect and hopefully leave a better version of yourself. This is a huge episode for me. Um, This has really been in the works for over a year now. Today, we're talking about my story of being in an open relationship and how I got there after being monogamous with someone for about three years and then moving into being in an open relationship. I'm going to be talking about bisexuality and how that comes into it, talking about what made it hard, what helped, and of course, answering all of the questions that you guys sent in over on Instagram. I got so many questions and you guys asked really, really good questions. And I was shocked at how many of you are either interested in doing this or are early in the process of actually doing this with your partner or been doing this for a long time and I just had no idea. It's one of those things that you don't think that people are doing because it can be a very personal thing to talk about openly but so many people are in this space right now of wanting to explore non-monogamy and I have been doing that now for a while and it's been really, really great. I wanted to wait to do this episode because I wanted to make sure that I had really solid experience in this before sharing any of my opinions on what I thought was good to do. But also want to note that I read the book, The Ethical Slut, which I will link in the description of this podcast episode so that you know that I am coming from my own personal experience, but I'm also coming from experience where before I went into this process, I educated myself on what was the best way to go about about this. I also followed a bunch of creators who were talking about these subjects and listened to podcast episodes. So I definitely, as you guys know, this is kind of how I am. Um, I did my research beforehand and made sure that this was something I definitely wanted to do. And now I get to share it with you guys. So let's get into it. All right, I'm going to take you back to the very beginning. If you guys don't know me, then I'm just going to give you a quick rundown of what happened starting from the beginning. So six months after high school, I moved from Niagara in Canada to Sydney, Australia. And I moved here being like, oh my God, I'm single. Like, yeah, let's stay single forever. Like, woohoo, party girl. No, I met somebody within a few months and we started dating very quickly. And our relationship moved really quickly because of the context that we were in. Although I am no longer religious, I was studying at a school and I was studying theology and it was a very religious time in my life. Him and I were in the same program and we ended up spending a lot of time together and a part of the school that we were at, it was affiliated with the church. And at this church, they valued not having sex before marriage. And not only did they value it as a part of our schooling program, we weren't allowed to have sex before marriage. And I'm not going to talk about this for too, too long, but it's important that you have this context. We weren't allowed to drink. You're not allowed to like smoke. You're not allowed to do anything that didn't make you look like you were representing the church well. Because the goal of that program was to build up leaders who would be working for the, all the different locations of the church. We had multiple experiences where we got called in to talk to different counselors and different people at the church because they saw that we were dating and they saw that we'd be holding hands and these classes and in church and everything. And they wanted to make sure that we were staying on our Christian path of not having sex before marriage. We weren't, obviously, you know? But this context is really important because it's important to show you that I was dealing with a lot of shame at the time. And 
the only way, and we've talked about this since me and my partner, of course we've talked about this, and I would never, you know, share this if we hadn't, but we realized after a while that we ended up moving along so quickly because of the climate that we were in. So I moved here January 2019. We dated for about eight months, and then we got engaged at the end of that year. I know it sounds crazy, but I can be crazy, so whatever. And then six months later, we got married. So I got engaged when I was 19. I got married when I was 20. I hadn't even properly come out as bisexual at this point because, again, I was very much affiliated with a church, and I wouldn't have been allowed to be queer and also do the things that I wanted to do in the church. And being bisexual and a Christian at the time, I thought, well, if I'm attracted to men, then let's just be with men. And that want to have relationships and to explore with women can be something that's always like, kept in the background and just isn't important because I'm going to prioritize other things. Looking back, I now know that that period of my life was really hard and I had to do a lot of unlearning and work through a lot of shame coming out of that season. But that context is really important for you because that's a part of the reason why we're in an open relationship now. A big thing that we've said is we lost time in a way. We were pushed really quickly by the rules around sex and the community that we were in to get married really young. And of course, yes, we, you know, were in love and we were excited. And of course, like it was exciting. It was still an exciting time. We still wanted to do it, but we wouldn't have done it that way if we weren't in a way being forced through our social situation to feel like we had to do that. Otherwise, we knew it would have been a few years until we could have lived together or just felt free being in each other's space without people questioning us. There's more to that story, but I'm going to stop there because I want to stay on topic of today's episode, being in an open relationship. So we were together from that time all the way through until August of 2022, which is like about a year and a half ago, where we started opening up a lot more and talking more about the idea of an open relationship. At this point, we had already left the church, which is so funny because we literally got married and then within like less than a year, we left the church. Like what? (laughs) Doesn't matter, whatever. You know, we were making decisions as we were going using the information we had at that time and that's okay. And I don't judge myself for that, but it was a bit crazy. So again, August, 2022, we were out of the church. We were like, you know, very much our own people. We were doing our own things. I was working in hospitality. He was working in hospitality. We were just kind of trying to figure out what we wanted to do with ourselves. I had just started teaching Pilates as well. So I was kind of like busy. I had a lot going on, but I knew that I wanted to make big shifts in my life. And my partner, Sam, his name is Sam. He is also an artist and he was working on his solo project and writing music and producing for other people and doing a lot as well. So we were just in really new seasons trying to figure out what we wanted. And we were part of a friend group at that time where there was a couple in that friend group and they were in an open relationship. And the conversation just kind of started here and there. It was just little conversations of like, oh, I wonder what it would look like to, you know, have a threesome, something like that. Or I wonder what it would look like when people say a hall pass. And we knew that all of these conversations were just like hypothetical. And I should say as well, with the whole bisexuality thing, I hadn't properly come 
out when I first met Sam, but he always knew that I had seen women. It was weird. It was like, I was in denial. I wouldn't say I was bisexual, but I had been with women. So in that process between us getting married and August, 2022, I also came out as bisexual in there as well. So I know it's a big story and I know it's a lot to follow, but now we're going to talk about specifically those conversations. I remember there was one day that we were in our kitchen and this was at our old place and he was making dinner and I was sat in like a chair in the kitchen and I was just like watching him make dinner and having a glass of wine and we're just chatting and whatever. And it was the first conversation that felt real. Like I remember this feeling in my stomach of like, this is like a big chat to be having and I have to be careful what I say because I don't want to hurt his feelings by saying, yeah, that's actually something I would want to do and seeming too excited. But I also didn't want to shut down the idea because these conversations just kept coming up. So we were specifically talking about this couple friend of ours being like, wow, that would be really difficult. I wonder how they do that. I wonder if they get really jealous. And then it became, what if we did something like that? What would that be like? Talked about the idea of threesomes, talked about the idea of me being able to explore as well with women again, because I knew in that time that I was such a different person than I was before I moved to Australia. And even at home growing up in a religious household, I still had a lot of shame around being with women. So yes, I had explored women, I've been with women, but it never felt like I was open and excited about it. It kind of felt like this like secretive thing. And I wanted experiences being with women that didn't feel that way in this version of who I am now. And so we said, hey, you know, it's just hypothetical. For example, What if I went out one night and I was dancing and having fun with people and I kissed somebody and I came home and I told you that I kissed somebody, how would that make you feel? And we sat there and we went, whoa, that is such an interesting thought. Wow, yeah, that would be maybe difficult, but I guess in theory, if I'm doing the same thing and we had those kind of conversations that it was like, one conversation and then one of us would go listen to a podcast episode we'd come home with a few questions and then maybe three days later we'd talk about it maybe a week later we would talk about it it was very much a gradual thing I would say we probably talked about doing it for like I can't even tell you how many hours before we actually did it. We'd sit on the couch together. We'd plan to watch some Netflix thing. And then one of us would prompt a conversation. And then we would just sit there for hours and hours. And we would talk about it. Talk about jealousy. Talk about our relationship. Talk about how it changed and how insane it is that we're even still together after going through so many crazy different seasons together and changing so much. But one day, we seriously sat there and we were like, what if we just try it? Why don't we just start small? What if we say, okay, going out this weekend or from this weekend on, we can go out and we can kiss somebody and that's it. You can kiss somebody and that's just a tester for us to see how we feel because at the end of the day, we could both come home and both have an experience on the exact same night and both have completely different reactions. One of us could feel really jealous. One of us could think that we'd be completely fine and then not feel as fine as we thought we would. We had no idea how we were going to react, but we knew that we wouldn't know unless we tried. So we were like, okay, fuck it. Let's, let's do it. Let's just go in. And we did. And I remember for me, it was a bit of an interesting experience because it was somebody that I had actually met through Sam. And I remember before anything ever happening, because I knew the vibe was there with this person, but I was like, that might not be okay. I did check with him before and he was like, if anything, I actually feel like I would trust that person more because I know them and I know their character and I trust that they're going to be great with you. So I was like, okay, I don't know if I would want that on your side, but if you're cool with it, okay. (laughs) So 
I did. And I had that experience. And within like two days, I remember he had a very similar experience as well. Um, not with one of my friends, <laughs> thank God, uh, but <laughs> he had an experience with somebody. And I remember both of us just telling each other. And it was so funny because even before we said, okay, let's do it. We were so just like, this is weird. Like, we're married, okay? This is so weird. We kept saying it feels like we're pressing a big red button. It's like, it's weird to say that right now, if you were to do that, it's cheating on me. But if through a conversation, and now after this conversation, it's actually fine, it feels like you're pressing a big red button and being like, okay, go. Like, it just feels like the weirdest thing. And I would say that was one of the hardest things was like that transition of something becoming okay and having to just like get your brain used to that idea. We knew it was something we both wanted to do. By the time we decided it, we kept saying, I think this will be good. I think this will be really good for us. I think this will challenge us. I think this will bring new, exciting energy into our relationship. And we felt really secure in our relationship at the time and have been, but I think it's really important to note that because some people will use an open relationship as like a last option before they break up. And I wouldn't recommend going into that because at least in my experience, it took a lot of conversation and it took a lot of trust. Of course, at first it was scary. Of course, at first there was a little twinge of like jealousy or what if he falls in love with that person or what if he's there texting that person all day when we're together? Little things like that that would just kind of pop up for me and would pop up for him as well, but we would talk about it. After that experience, it was so funny. It was literally one week, exactly one week between when we first said we can kiss someone and when we decided that we could now have sex with somebody. At first, it felt like such a shock. And then it was like, wait, that actually was fine. And we managed it really well. Okay, well, like, sure. What if we had sex with somebody else? But of course, there was a big conversation that had to happen there as well, because there was a lot of boundaries that needed to be discussed around having sex with somebody. We needed to talk about who that person could be. We needed to talk about where this could happen. We needed to talk about when this would happen. Would you be okay to sleep over at that person's house or would we want each other to come home at the end of the night? If you were gonna sleep with somebody, is it okay to continue sleeping with the same person or was that more becoming a longer term relationship potentially with somebody else and were we uncomfortable with that? Some people have open relationships where you can only have sex with one person once. Some people have open relationships where you only really have one other person happening at the same time. Some people will have open relationships where it's actually only one person in the relationship that is exploring. And sometimes that comes back to different wants. Like for example, and this wasn't how we were, but say if you are bisexual and your partner is straight and they're fully satisfied in their relationship with you, but they actually want you to go and explore within your sexuality. I've definitely heard of people doing that as well. I'll say there's definitely complications with that. And I think that if you're not both doing it, that could be difficult because I remember the fact that we were both in it really helped me. But my point of giving you all these different examples is to tell you that there's no right way to have an open relationship. Your boundaries are your boundaries and what makes you and your partner's relationship best is what's best for you and that's totally fine. If you don't know what kind of boundaries would be helpful or not helpful, of course I would recommend the ethical slut or listening to a podcast, but also potentially going and seeing a couple's counselor to help you walk through those boundaries to make sure that you both feel like they're very fair and nobody is compromising to the point that they're uncomfortable, but everybody is being heard and no one feels like they can't ask for certain things or can't bring up certain ideas without the other person making it out like they've asked too much or causing a fight. You have to be ready and willing and both of you have to be very 
very open to communicating clearly and honestly about this topic every single time you talk about it. And when you talk about it, making sure it's a good time to talk about it as well. Like, don't do it when you're drunk. Don't do it when it's right before bed and you're really tired. Don't do it when you're overly emotional or maybe hormonal, talking to myself here. Make sure that these conversations are happening in like a prime time to have these conversations because they're touchy conversations and you wanna make sure that you're both really open and ready to receive and again, to communicate, honestly. So, had our little kiss moment. Week later, we both had sex with somebody, probably like, again, two days apart. We both agreed at the very start that if any time, especially in the first few months, if any one of us wanted to just like veto the whole thing and decide that we just could not handle it, that we both agreed to that 100%. And we held to that. Because after about six months then of being open and both of us having different experiences and, you know, like have these experiences where we started to learn so much about ourselves, learn about what we like, learn about each other, fight some of those jealous feelings. I had a big realization one day, guys, where I remember thinking, like, mm, I don't like that he was like with that girl. Like, mm, I just don't like you. What if she's like, blah, 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 blah. I had all these kind of negative thoughts pouring in. I wasn't having a good day mentally, I remember, but I remember it kind of came out about the open relationship. And it just hit me where I was like, you're doing the same thing. I was like, I'm doing the exact same thing. And if he were to villainize, the person that I was seeing simply because I was seeing them, I don't think that would be fair. And I actually very quickly went, whoa, Sam and I are so similar and we really love each other's company. If he spends his time with people that he really enjoys, I always really enjoy those people. I always enjoy his friends. So I would probably like these girls, like hopefully not too much, you know, (laughs) but I would probably like these girls. So I don't need to see these other people as like, a threat. If anything, they're someone who gets to really share an experience that I'm having. And I know it sounds strange, but like sharing Sam in a way where I don't feel like sharing means that it's taking away from me necessarily. It just means that there's somebody else who gets to relate to him in that way. And at the end of the day, if he were to fall in love with somebody and he were to decide that this is the person I actually want to be with. And he were to not want to be in a relationship with me because he found something else. I know this is going to be hard and this might take a second for you to wrap your brain around, but like, and it took, cause it took me a second to wrap my fucking brain around. Like I want that for him. Like I love him enough that if he is better off with somebody else, That's what I want for him because I know that I am better off with him making that choice rather than resenting me for not being able to have that thing that he maybe wanted. I do think that in a monogamous relationship, there is a level of having to stop yourself from actually acting on maybe being attracted to somebody that is in your friend group or is a coworker or whatever. You have those things and people say like, you're married, you're not dead, you know, or you're dating, you're not dead. So you're still gonna find other people attractive regardless of who you are. You're still gonna potentially see people and consider what it would look like to actually be with just that one person regardless of who you are. Where you let your brain go, what you physically do, how you communicate to that person that you have interest in is completely your choice. And obviously you want to be doing that with a clean conscience and knowing conscience, conscious, conscience, I don't know. And knowing that your partner would be very comfortable knowing exactly how you've communicated with that person, right? So even in an open relationship, you still have to have that maintaining of 
trust of I'm going to trust that my partner is going to go and have the kind of relationship that we have said is okay to have with somebody else. Maybe that looks like not having any kind of feelings for them. Maybe that looks like not spending too much time with them. Maybe that looks like not sleeping over with them. It doesn't matter what the boundary is, but it's whatever you guys set is your rules. Because I would say the only way to do this successfully is that you are both consistently respecting those boundaries. So what happened was six months being open, got to January of this year and we decided to close. We decided, okay, doors been open for a while. We both have had these experiences here and there. We both kind of had stuff going on with people, but nothing that was like hard to kind of stop or we wouldn't have been uncomfortable necessarily stopping anything. And we both just really wanted to focus on our mental health. We wanted to focus on our careers. I just went full time as a content creator and both of us just were like, okay, it's kind of time to maybe focus on ourselves for even just a few months. And I'm actually really grateful that we did that because we ended up reopening only like three or four months later. But it was such a good period because it almost gave us time to reflect on what happened in that first season of being open and figure out what we wanted the second time around. I have never heard of anyone necessarily doing this, but to me, this was like, really, really helpful. When we decided to open up again, we sat there and we went, okay, what can we do differently? Or what was great about that? But what do we want to change? And one thing that we said was we want to make this less about what you can't do. We were always talking about boundaries. It was always coming from a place of fear. Oh, well, I would be uncomfortable with this. Oh, well, maybe don't do this. Oh, well, you did this, but you said you were going to do this. And obviously there was a miscommunication and that it caused like little fights and stuff like that. It was definitely a bit hard at first, but the second time around, was so much better because I feel like we went into it with so much more of a positive energy, seeing this as something that would be so good for our relationship, something that we knew was good for our relationship because we had evidence of it. And we were now in a season again, a few months later. So think like April of this year where we were like, okay, like, I think we're ready to do this again. I think I want to explore again. I think I'm kind of getting to a place where I'm like, yeah, I could go out with that person or I'd like to see what that would look like. And we both felt it. So it was cool. Like I'll say there was definitely little parts of that in there where maybe one of us was a little bit more interested in going back into it. Or, you know, I'd have one day where I'd be so into it. And then the next day I'd be like, actually, I don't know if I'm ready, you know? So there was times where, and same for him, I should say, same for him. So it was very like, as much as we were on the same wavelength with it, we'd have days where we didn't necessarily align and that's gonna be normal. That's gonna happen. But eventually we were like, okay, let's do this again. These are our boundaries. They did change a little bit from the last time. And I'm gonna get into those kind of boundaries in a bit more details in the questions by the end. But it has been so amazing. Like it has been so amazing. It has given me such an opportunity to explore myself and what I like in a person. Like I didn't realize that maybe I have a type sometimes and I'm learning what that is. And I've been able to spend time with people in an intimate way that I wouldn't have been able to spend time with them if I was with just one person. And I think there's so much value in that. It's such a random thing to reference, but do you know the new Troy Sivan album that just came out? It's called Something to Give Each Other. And I saw an interview of him talking about it and he was like, that's something that I love about the queer community and going out and meeting new people. Is like, we all have something to give each other. So even being open now, I've learned like, oh, maybe I like going on a date with this person and I've kissed this person, whatever, but I don't actually think I'm that sexually interested in them. And then I've 
just learned that. Or maybe I've had experiences where I've been like, I'm very sexually interested in this person, but I don't think I want to hang out with them all the time. And obviously communicating that to that person, but I'm just saying like, I've learned so much about myself and God, it's brought me a lot of content. I could tell you about that. <laughs> I'm so happy I can talk to you guys about this now. You have no idea. All the episodes, all the things I wanted to do on TikTok be like, first date with a girl in X amount of time or like story times, but like going out with girls and stuff or even going out with guys. I don't know. Whoever it was, I had so much shit that I wanted to share, but I was like, I can't, like I can't do it until they know I'm open. But I wanted to wait until I knew that open, being open was good for me. <laughs> so it was a very hard time. All right. But anyways, that's kind of to sum up the story. Sam and I are great. Um, we are both kind of seeing people a little bit having so much fun with it and still really communicating with each other and making sure that we are maintaining our relationship. It's so wild to me because at the start, it felt so crazy. It felt so scary. I felt so like jealous. There's all of these emotions. And now it's just so normal. Like this is just my normal. And I think if this is something you want to do, but you're just in that fear phase, I just want to encourage you that, you know, and everyone responds differently, but at least for me, that feeling of that fear and this like, oh my God, oh my God, this is so insane. No one in the world is doing this but us. That feeling goes away. The more you educate yourself on it, the more you like follow different creators who are doing it and and ask questions, have the conversations, and it just starts to like become a part of your language and doesn't seem so scary. Those little like butterflies during those conversations, they start to go away and you just start to trust yourself and your partner so much more. It really does become way less scary. And I think if you're similar to me, where you're kind of like an evidence-based person, where you're like, if I have evidence to prove that something is going to be fine, then I'm going to be more confident doing the second time. And I think a lot of people are like that, then just know that it kind of follows that rule. But I want to get into the questions because you guys asked amazing questions and it'll help me get into some more details. How do you bring up non-monogamy with a partner in the first place? I think a really great way to first bring this up is to talk about other people who are in an open relationship or talk about the idea of an open relationship rather than sitting down and saying, I want to be in an open relationship. You can't take that back. And I'm just looking out for you. Suss it out. Like just suss out their vibe on it. They might really quickly be like, oh, I could never do that. I would never want to do that. Like, and if that's what they say, you have a pretty good idea of what they might be thinking in terms of your relationship. What you choose to do after that is besides the point and obviously your choice. Um, but just know that when to open the door, like you kind of, you can't close it. Like they can't unhear you being like, I want to fuck other people, you know? So rude, <laughs> but it's true. It's true. So I would kind of just like suss it out at the start. And then if they seem pretty like perceptive to the idea, then kind of going, is that something you could ever see yourself doing? Or is that something you'd ever see us doing? And you know, playing it off cool, playing it off cool. For us, it was genuinely like so mutual. Like these conversations were so mutual and we had these mutual friends. So it came up in conversation very naturally. But again, if you're coming into a conversation where you just are doing this for the first time and you guys have never talked about it before, take it slow, just take it slow. You asked, what did you think would be the hardest part of being an open relationship and what actually ended up being the hardest part? 
I think I thought the jealousy was the hardest part. I think I thought that I was going to be so jealous and I was going to be like, uh, I actually wasn't. Like really quickly, I was like, oh my God, we're both doing this. Okay, cool. There'd be moments, but it was so not as much of a thing as I thought it was going to be. I would say the hardest part was if there was ever a miscommunication on boundaries or if there was ever a mis- miscommunication on even like, when we were going to be seeing somebody or something like that, that that would potentially cause some tension. I think I learned that it's very important that you're very clear with your partner who might be someone that you might be interested in and kind of communicating those steps along the way just so that they're really in the loop. And the other hard thing was just having to communicate so much. Like, if you don't talk to your partner a lot, you're about to be fucking talking. You're about to be talking a lot. You're going to be talking a lot about how you feel. You're going to be talking a lot about where you're going to go and what you're doing and keeping each other in the loop. There's a lot of communication that needs to be done. And that's something that you have to have the time for. Otherwise, it could go real bad real quick. In an open relationship, how do you go about meeting people? Great question. Okay, so there's lots of options here. Obviously, there's dating apps, and that's a whole thing. Um, Some people love that. Some people don't love that, but that's an option. You also obviously have meeting people in person, and that's probably going to mean that you're not going to go out with your partner when you're meeting someone. So that's another thing that you need to think about. If you're always going out with your partner, or a boyfriend, or your girlfriend, or whatever, then you're they them, you know, you're gonna have to not be going out with them all the time, unless this is something that you guys kind of want to do together, you know, maybe you want to find a third, or maybe you guys are comfortable with seeing each other with someone in front of each other. Um, Some people aren't, some people are, again, doesn't matter, it just depends on what works for you guys. But I would say for me, I always met mostly, I would say I mostly met people through friends, like mostly being out in person, just because I find I connect with someone's energy really quickly when I'm with them in person, if that connection is going to happen. It's a bit harder to do through dating apps, but it's always an option. Ooh, and I should say, actually, what's really good with dating apps now is there's like a relationship types part on the app where you can put in what kind of relationship you're looking for. So what was helpful is I was able to put open relationship in there straight away. And I remember matching with somebody on, I think it was Hinge or Tinder. And it was so cool because I remember straight away the conversation went into them being like, oh, I'm also in a relationship that is like a non-monogamous relationship. How does that work for you guys? Like, what are your boundaries? And it was like, we never met up. We just had the best conversation about being in an open relationship. And I just really enjoyed that. I also had an experience like that one day being out at a party where I met somebody and they were also in an open relationship. And we just had like a almost like an hour chat or something, just literally sat there chatting about our relationships. And we weren't even necessarily interested in each other. We were just like, oh my God, like, this is cool. What was my first experience like after opening up? Look, for both of us, it was great. Regardless of like whether or not we connected with the people that we were with, like it was great. We learned a lot. It was exciting. It felt just like exciting and new and fresh. And I liked that. I would say for the first probably like two months, I always kind of felt a little bit like I was cheating, like just a little bit. But we would talk about that. And I would say that to Sam and he'd be like, no, like, I want you to know that obviously I'm cool with this and I want you to be doing this. And I was like, you're so right, babe. Like we did decide on this. So there was still some like encouraging that we needed to do for each other. And it sounds funny, but we're literally like encouraging each other. Like, get out there. Like, come on, you can meet someone. You can find someone. Aren't you going to that thing on the weekend? What if you found someone there? You know, so we would have these conversations and you guys would die. You would die if you overheard our conversations now. We're so chill. It's to the point where like, he'll come home and I'll go, how was your night? And he goes, good. And I go, did you do anything naughty? 
And he goes, maybe. And I'm like, ooh, who was it? Was it insert name, you know? Or he'd be like, no, actually. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, oh, how did you meet? Like, it's like, I get excited. Like, I'm literally like, tell me about it. You know, tell me. Like, it's fun. Like, our conversations about it now are fun. That's what I mean by the whole jealousy thing at least for us, very much tapered out over time. It started like peak anxiety. And over time, it literally just like got less and less and less. And now if he tells me about a connection that he has with somebody, I don't like, I don't think I ever really feel jealousy, but we've managed that through making sure that we have boundaries around what we tell each other as well. What boundaries do I have in my open relationship? Great question. So at first, it was like literally we could only kiss other people, right? And then it was we can have sex with other people. One thing that we said straight away was like safe sex, using a condom. And that was really important to us. At first we said that we couldn't sleep at their houses and now that is not a thing. And it's been like that for a while now, but we just felt like at first we wanted to be able to come home to each other and we still wanted to feel like we were sleeping in the same bed and like we still had our kind of routine. This is very practical and this is a lot for me to tell you and I can tell you anyways, when you come home, a big thing was like, you would we would know straight away if we had slept with someone because we don't like come up to each other physically and like we normally would. Like normally we'd come and kiss each other on the cheek or oh, hi, how are you? How was your day? It's like, you're just like, hi, honey. I'm just going to take a shower and then I'm going to come out to catch up with you. We knew straight away. So that was something as well, just because like, that would be weird, you know, coming home and like you maybe like smell like somebody or just like, I don't know. It's just a bit, it feels nicer, at least for us, at least for us, I should say, to come home, refresh yourself and then be in each other's physical space. In terms of who we can see, um, if there's anyone that we both happen to know, which is pretty rare now, that I don't think that's happened in a while, um, we would just run it by each other. We always tell each other if we're going on a date with somebody, if we're gonna be seeing somebody where it's that kind of context, even just for like safety and stuff too. Like there's a difference between me going out with my best friend to the movies or going for dinner and me going and meeting up with someone that maybe I haven't met before or I've only met a few times through friends or something like that. Like just for safety, we wanna make sure that we know where each other's at. Do I still consider myself married? This is a really good question. I'm surprised that somebody asked this because Sam and I stopped wearing our rings a while ago, like before we were open. I remember we were very like, just so anti the whole church thing, which, I'm not saying I am, but I just have a lot of trauma around it. So we were very against that. And it just reminded us of that. It made us feel uncomfortable. Think about me being like 20. Every time I go somewhere, people are like, oh my God, your rings, your rings. Oh my God, you're married. How old are you? What was your wedding like? And I'm constantly talking about this fucking wedding. And it just didn't feel like me. It felt weird. So we stopped wearing our rings and... We had a conversation one day where we were like, it's okay that we don't do that. It's okay that we almost don't align with being married. We stopped kind of saying husband and wife. Even now saying it feels so like gross to me. Like, and he's the exact same. I think he does wear it sometimes, but he wears it on like a different finger. (laughs) He's lucky his rings don't look like wedding rings. (laughs) But legally, yes, legally, I am still married, Um, which is fucking weird. But hey, you know, everyone's got a story. I've just got really intense lore and that's okay. Like, will we get divorced? I don't know. I mean, it just sounds like a lot of effort. I don't know. It sounds like effort. It doesn't really matter. It's just like a weird societal thing that I don't really care that much about, to be honest. But yeah, I'm still married, but I don't go around being like, my husband. 
is it healthy to discuss your experiences in an open relationship? For Russ, it is, but we never talk about any sexual details. We never tell each other unless for some reason we relate on something or if there's some time when we feel like we're potentially maybe crossing a line, say, for example, I'll say like, oh my God, something really funny happened actually that I kind of want to tell you about, but I don't want it to make you feel uncomfortable. And he'll go, no, shoot, tell me. But if he's feeling maybe a bit just more sensitive that day or not really wanting to talk about something, he might go, oh, that's okay. I actually don't think I need to hear it. And that's where that conversation ends and vice versa. We're very similar in that sense. We both don't want to hear about like sexual details or anything like that, but we'll talk about like what's happening and like who we might be seeing or how we're feeling about it. I've literally complained to him. I've been like, oh, this person keeps texting me and they're so annoying. Like, Or I'll be like, ooh, do you think I should be into that? What do you think of this person? Like we have those conversations now. But I would say even that part of it, of sharing with each other about being with someone else, again, took a lot of time to get more comfortable with. And we're always respectful of making sure that that person is in a place where they want to receive that information. But I would say, especially at the start, we shared like the bare minimum and only, yeah, in time did it get more comfy to share a little bit more about what was actually happening for us and even hearing from each other. Like now we give each other advice. It's so funny. Would we ever consider the two of us being in a relationship with the same person? No, probably not. I think that that wouldn't work. Like, would we have a physical experience? Yeah, absolutely. But we wouldn't consistently see the same person. I don't think, I don't know, you know, never say never. Little Justin Bieber 2008 reference for you there. <laughs> okay, this is the last question. And this one's important because I have something to share with you. How do we navigate being in an open relationship while living together? Well, 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 we have definitely realized that we don't want to be having any experiences in our place because our place needed to be a safe place for us. And even for me personally, I'm just going to give you a little tea on this. I don't know if I want to have somebody in my space until I'm like really comfortable with them because my home is like my sanctuary. Like my home is my energy. I set the tone. And I think that it's a lot easier to stay at a distance that you want to have, like a healthy distance, you know, not rushing into anything with anyone, at least for me, when it seems to kind of go down at their place. I don't know. That's just me. But Sam and I have been talking about for like the last year, even separate to the open relationship bit, that we missed living with friends. We missed the opportunity to like even live alone, like have our separate lives. So we're actually moving out, which I think naturally people are going to go, oh, you're breaking up. We're not breaking up. We are still in an open relationship, but we've decided to not live in the same place anymore because we want to be able to have those experiences, of course, within the open relationship in our space, but more so just to have our own space. I think we both realized this when he went to Melbourne because it gave us a bit of like a distance and helped us realize that we actually really do like our own lives individually. And like we're young once. If we're ever going to do this, now is the time. It seems crazy. The decision was really tough, really scary. But again, at the end of the day, it was mutual and we decided that that was going to work best for us. So in a few weeks, I'm moving into a new place with my best friend, Blue. Which you guys have seen Blue around if you follow me, but I'm actually really excited. Sam's actually really excited. And it's going to be a whole new experience for everything, for both of us, for seeing how our relationship shifts 
in this season. But to answer your question, if you are living with your partner, I think you can totally decide whether or not you're comfortable having things go down, you know, at your own place. But for us, it helped to just not do that. And we did learn that by not having that boundary and then realizing at the end of the day, it wasn't going to work for us. Well, that brings us to the end of today's episode. I want to thank you guys so much for listening, letting me share with you. This is an episode for me that's kind of hard to share in a way because I'm like, I know that people have very different experiences to this. And naturally that causes people to usually have more judgment or use their beliefs and have biased opinions on my situation. I think that lots of people will think, why don't you just break up? You don't even sound like you're together anyways. Or they'll think, oh, surely it was the guy because men are so sexual and women aren't sexual. And he must have forced her into being this way. Or it must have been her because she's bisexual and bisexual sexual people can't be in a monogamous relationship like I know and that's obviously not true but I know all the things that people might think and so to be honest it took a lot for me to be able to do this episode but I know that it could help a lot of people and that's a lot of what I do where I will choose to put myself out there and be a bit vulnerable because I want to provide space and validation and education and comfort to people who are going through things that I'm also going through in real time. So if this episode helped you, I would really appreciate you letting me know or following up in some way. And if you have any questions, reaching out to me and even supporting the podcast. If you don't already follow on wherever you listen, then you know, smashing that fucking follow button or coming in, interacting with me on socials, whatever that looks like for you. But I just want to thank you so much for being here, giving me your ears and supporting me through the last few years of putting out content and talking about these topics and sending in all these amazing questions so that I could make this episode today what it was. If you don't already follow me, come find me. Everything is linked in the episode description. Alyssa Taylor Harper on TikTok and Instagram. If you're not already on the She Said What Facebook group, then get on the She Said What podcast group. Come make some friends. Everyone's gay there. I love you guys. And I hope you have a lovely rest of your day or sleep. I don't know. Some people have told me that they go to sleep listening to this podcast. And I thought, first of all, thank you for saying that my voice is soothing. But why are you falling asleep to me telling you really amazing things? (laughs) No, it's fine. Let's consume this however you want. I'm just happy to have you here. See you in the next episode. Goodbye.